Welcome to True Crime Works, a true crime podcast. This is episode number 39, Danny Rowling, aka The Gainesville Ripper, part one. Hey everyone, welcome back to True Crime Works, a true crime podcast. I'm your host, Ash, and this week's episode is about Danny Rowling, who is also known as the Gainesville Ripper. And he is a serial killer who terrorized the town of Gainesville and the University of Florida. And there's quite a bit of information on this case, so I decided to break this up into two parts. This week's episode is part one, and that's going to get into his childhood, his upbringing, and what led to the murders. And then next week, part two is going to get more into the murders and what happened after that. I really don't have any announcements, so let's just get right into this case. In late August of 1990, students at the University of Florida in Gainesville, Florida, were getting ready to start their classes. Freshmen were unpacking their dorm rooms and excited to be free from their parents and their hometowns for the first time, to be on the brink of adulthood, really. As the town of Gainesville was ripe with the anticipation of the start of the new school year, they had no idea there was a monster lurking in the shadows. A gruesome serial killer had already arrived to the Florida city, and he was ready for blood. Just three months earlier, in May of 1990, 36-year-old Danny Rowling was in his home state of Louisiana when he got into a heated argument with his father. Overcome with anger, he shot his father in the face and the stomach. His father survived the incident, but was left blinded in one eye and deaf in one ear. When he pulled that trigger on that day in May, his family was unaware that their son was already a killer. Rowling fled the state and headed for Gainesville, Florida, where he would claim five more victims in a series of grisly murders that would forever haunt the city. So let's get into his childhood. And I'm going to warn you, this is not a very good childhood. So I'm going to provide a trigger warning. There may be some things here, instances of abuse that may be disconcerting to hear. He was born Danny Harold Rowling in Shreveport, Louisiana on May 26, 1954. His mother, Claudia, was only 19 at the time of his birth, and she was the wife of a local police officer, James Rowling. Claudia discovered she was pregnant only two weeks into her marriage. James was furious at this and beat Claudia multiple times throughout her pregnancy. And he actually blamed her for bringing this unwanted child into their lives. Wow. So he did not get a very good start in life, that's for sure. Danny's childhood was very unhappy from the beginning. When he began to crawl for the first time, his father beat the baby because he believed his crawling looked awkward and not right. After Claudia gave birth to a second son named Kevin, when Danny was only one years old, James's violence only began to get worse. James was a veteran of the Korean War, and he was known for his violent temper and his need for control. It is believed that he probably suffered from post-traumatic stress disorder originating from his time at war. He also came from a long line of mental illness. Danny, Kevin, and Claudia all suffered under the wrath of James Rowling. James often reminded Danny that he was unwanted, a burden to the family. 
Danny also watched his beloved mother, Claudia, be ridiculed, berated, and beaten by her husband on almost a daily basis. When Danny was four years old, Claudia finally got tired and left James, but he begged for her to come back. And after only six months away, she returned. And his abuse was far from over. When Danny turned five, his father discovered new ways to torture him. He tied him up regularly, so tightly that the boy could not move. He also killed a puppy that was Danny's only friend. By the time Danny was nine years old, he began to act out. His teachers described him as, quote, suffering from an inferiority complex with aggressive tendencies and poor impulse control, end quote. At home, he turned to art and music for escape. For his 15th birthday, he was given a guitar, which he would say was the happiest moment in his entire childhood. He sketched in notebooks, he sang, he played games, he was happy to get lost in his own world where he felt safe from the terrors of his reality. One night when Danny was 11 years old, he walked into his parents' room to find his mother cutting herself with a razor blade. She lay bleeding on the floor as James continued to scream at her. Danny tried to get his father away from his mother, but received a beating of his own instead. After this happened, Danny started to drown himself in alcohol. His fantasies evolved from those of innocent childhood escapism to something much more violent, sadistic, and sexual. His father caught him drinking one night and choked him before turning him into the police. Danny would spend two weeks in jail for this. When he was released, he ran away from home and lived in the woods. There, he masturbated to fantasies of murder and control. When he returned home after a few weeks, he was starved, exhausted, angry, and also had a new urge for power. When Danny turned 14 years old, he was walking down the street when he noticed a naked girl through a window. He became obsessed with this girl and watched her through the window nightly. One time he was caught by his father and he was beaten so horribly for this that he attempted suicide following the attack. He began to have dreams of torturing and abusing, claiming that demons were entering his mind and threatening him. When Danny was 17 years old, he found an opportunity for permanent escape from his family. He would enlist in the Air Force, and while he was in the Air Force, he ended up trying acid for the first time. He said that he did acid at least 100 times during his time in the military, and he would say that he lost his virginity while he was high on acid. Eventually, however, the drug caught up with him, and he was caught with drug possession. He was diagnosed with a personality disorder and honorably discharged from service. After this, he moved back home and joined the church. There he met Omatha Han Halko, a young Christian woman that Rowling was attracted to right away. He believed that God had brought her to him. She became pregnant with his child, and the two got married in 1974. Soon, Rowling was a husband and a father to the little girl, Kylie Danielle. He became overwhelmed with the stress of caring for a family. He left the church and turned again to drinking. His behavior transformed from that of a church-bound gentleman to that of an abusive and perverted alcoholic. He peeked into neighbors' windows to gawk at the naked bodies of women. 
He also abused his wife, threatening multiple times to kill her. Two years into their marriage, he caught her having an affair with an ex-boyfriend of hers. And she said she was planning to leave him. So he beat the boyfriend and held a gun to her head, threatening to kill her. Instead, he turned the gun to his own temple. She begged him to stop, and the situation de-escalated. The couple would divorce within a few months. He was heartbroken and enraged, and newly divorced. He, this is when he committed his first rape on a woman that looked like his ex-wife. The sexual deviance that had haunted his fantasies as a teenager were realized when he became drunk from the power and control he felt during the rape. In the same year, he got into a bad car accident that left one woman dead. He was beginning to feel the heart racing, power-infused adrenaline that coincided with taking the life of another. Today's episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. Do you feel like you are stuck in a dinner rut? With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. With over 25 recipes to choose from each week, there is something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. My personal favorite? Right now, it's the lobster-filled ravioli and shrimp. Just go to the link in our show notes to get $80 off, that's 8-0, including free shipping on HelloFresh, the number one meal kit. At the age of 24, Rowling began to commit robberies. He soon became a career criminal, robbing the local Winn-Dixie supermarkets in Louisiana, Georgia, and Alabama. He was caught after one robbery and was sentenced to six years in prison. After visiting her son behind bars, his mother, Claudia, described the young man as, quote, thin and distressed, end quote. He was living in a concrete cell that leaked sewage water. He was completely miserable and blamed the situation on the abuse of his father and his ex-wife for leaving him. Every day he spent in prison was a day he grew more resentful, angrier, and thirstier for revenge. A year into his prison sentence, Danny Rowling tried to escape while chopping down trees in a road game. He was shot at by police and taken back into custody after only making it about 100 yards. He actually attempted to escape two more times, but was caught each time and sent from prison to prison to prison. He was behind bars in Georgia, Alabama, and Mississippi. When he was 30 years old, he was finally released from prison. By this point, his mind had been twisted with fantasies of revenge and violence that had been building up for years. He was hungry for power, for a sense of control that he only felt one other time, and that's when he was committing the rape. Four months after his release, he found himself staring for hours into a woman's window. He watched her as she washed the dishes, changed her clothes, and turned on the television set. He was fascinated by her every movement. Finally, he broke into her house, 
exhilarated by the idea of brutally and permanently interrupting her life. His plans changed, however, when the woman began to cry and beg for her safety. A switch flipped in his heart, and he began to feel sorry for his victim. So instead of raping her, he brewed her a cup of coffee. They would actually chat together and sing before engaging in consensual intercourse. So that was definitely quite the turn of events. He left town later that night because he was afraid that the woman might call the police. He hitchhiked around the country, from California to Colorado to Georgia, robbing grocery stores for cash. He stole his family's car after robbing a Kroger supermarket. He was caught and sentenced to four years in prison. So after he was released this time, he returned to his home of Shreveport, Louisiana. There, the 35-year-old would commit the first three of his eight murders. And I'm going to end the episode right here for part one of Danny Rowling, a.k.a. the Gainesville Ripper. This was more about his upbringing, his childhood, and the events that would lead to him actually becoming a murderer. And of course, next week will be part two, and that's when we'll get into all of the actual murders and then everything that happened after that. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you could, please take a moment to rate, subscribe, and review wherever you get your podcasts from. It really helps the show out and helps others find the show. Thank you. I really do appreciate that. Also, if you have any ideas for upcoming cases, you can email me, truecrimeworks at gmail.com, or just send me a message on Instagram. It's at truecrimeworks. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to talking to you next week, and I hope everyone has a great rest of your week.